Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me for this first episode of March, I think today's March the what, 4th? Yeah, March the 4th be with you. That's how that works, right? Um, are all the chick? We got a full bag of chicken nuggets here. On my left, chicken nugget. Chicken nugget number one, aka Garrett Monorail. Count Dracula. Count Dracula is joining us, also known as McKenna Monorail. To my right, uh, Blackula. Can I be Blackula here? Uh, Might be a little dicey. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll just be Landon. How about that? Okay. I, I didn't know how to react to that one. I didn't either, and I said it. <laughs> and joining us via the magical Monday morning monorail video chat is Captain Marvel. Oh, that's timely. <laughs> like, how did that sneak up on us in theaters this week? I don't know, but I am super excited. Me too. Captain Marvel. Going to be able to see her in the parks and stuff, too, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You going to go meet her? Um, no. <laughs> Why? Maybe. I you don't totally know. totally should. See. Go get your picture. You, you could do like a superhero pose with Captain Marvel. It'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to outshine her, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the confidence, but. <laughs> Today is episode number 46 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And I'm saying that without confidence, but I think it's episode 46. I didn't take the time to actually look. You would think I could keep track of this stuff, being the host and everything. And especially you being the host and the numbers guy. Yeah, I know. It is. It's episode 46. Well, way to go. Yeah. That means we're six away from our one-year anniversary. It's coming up on us. Wowie wow. Yeah. So so what are you going to get me for our one-year anniversary? Um... This is a, a question for of, everybody at the virtual table, by the way. Jay, don't feel like you're the only one that has to answer. I think Nothing. I'll get you some combos. Ooh, all right. The pizzeria ones. Okay, I like I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll get you what he gets me for our anniversary, Jelly Bellies. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that, if I'm being completely honest. It's like the honest. best anniversary <laughs> gift ever. <laughs> like, like give, me, give me some combos, some Jelly Belly. Maybe I can negotiate a Mountain Dew or something. That'd be a good night. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come together today in the name of Walt Disney World Resort News. And just a few days ago, there was some serious information that got dropped on us about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I just wanted to take the first half of today's show and really kind of dive into some of the things that we learned uh, from all of the bloggers and the media outlets that got to go to this preview event. I don't know why we weren't on the guest list. I was just about to ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, how jealous are you? Oh, is, that, is that like a 73? It's, yeah, it's okay. way off a 1 to 10 chart. It's 10,000. <laughs> and one of the first things we got to see was the, the cast member uh, costumes that they're going to be wearing in Galaxy's Edge. If you all haven't had a chance to go look, and I tweeted them out, so you can go look at our Twitter at Morning Monorail. Um, go back through some of the tweets; you'll be able to see I did I did link 
I think it was the Disney Parks blog where they had some pictures of the cast member costumes, and my gosh, they are the coolest costumes. <laughs> they are so cool. I'm so jealous of them getting to wear that to work every day. I just hope they're more breathable than they look. That was that was the one thing that crossed my yeah. mind. They do look pretty thick. <laughs> yeah. Especially in that lots, Florida humidity. And lots of layers. <laughs> so many layers. <laughs> but that's Star Wars. That is true. It's layer over layer over layer over layer. Mm-hmm. Over Leia. Over Leia. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey Good the night, first, folks. first dad joke of the day. I'm uh, having fun. <laughs> yeah. We're, we are off to a good start here. But yeah, so that was one of the things that I, you know, that we got to see. But there was so much more information that came out. If you ever check out Gizmodo, io9.gizmodo.com, they have an article that's uh, they titled, We've Been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Life Will Never Be the Same. I want to give you one warning about this article. There are serious spoilers about the attractions on this article. If you aren't interested about learning anything about the attractions and you just want to experience it fresh when you get to Galaxy's Edge sometime in the next 10 years, um, (laughs) when when you finally get through the wait and you're actually allowed to go into the Galaxy's Edge, uh, then don't read this article because it really does tell you a lot of stuff. This was, to me, a lot of new information. I want to talk about it with you guys, so uh, we'll we'll talk about the the rides near the end of this discussion, and we'll give some people a chance to like skip ahead if they don't okay. want to hear it. Fair enough. But the other thing, uh, there were two other articles that I wanted to point out. One was from D twenty three, so D twenty three dot com, uh, Galaxy's Edge announcements. I'm going to use that as as part of the base of our discussion, and then there was one from Polygon dot com as well. A lot of it is around the kinds of shops that we're going to have in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire Outposts, and also the restaurants and the vendors, like different stands and things like that. And, and one of the things I wanted to talk about just, just to begin with, and this, this was something we already kind of knew about, but it was definitely reinforced through these articles that we got this week. When you walk into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you are no longer in a Walt Disney World park. You are in Black Spire Outpost. So what does that mean? A couple of things. One is the merchandise that you get from the stores. It's not going to be Disney Parks merchandise. It's also, by the way, not going to be Star Wars merchandise because people that live in the Star Wars universe, they're not going around buying things that say Star Wars on them. <laughs> you know, so, so you're not going to be able to find stuff like that there. What you are going to be able to find is Sith artifacts yeah. and relics. And let me tell you, there's a really cool looking book that I would like to own. You could like just see it on there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so. It's like Sith mythology. I'm I think so, is probably. I want to buy that book. There was a picture of some of the merchandise. It's like hand sewn dolls from some of the characters that we're wow. familiar with, but they don't exactly look exactly like what we remember in the movies and the reason is the people that are making these dolls they've never actually seen those people so they're all making these dolls based on the myths yeah the legends exactly that's cool. that's cool yeah uh you're gonna have a droid shop where you can go make either a b series droid or an r series droid and these aren't just like you're going and if you remember there was like a droid factory at the end of star tours where you'd make a tiny little mm-hmm. like one sixteenth scale droid or something like that and it was just a little plastic toy. These are going to be like interactive electronic droids that if you put the right components in them, will be able to interact with things in Galaxy's oh, Edge. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be a, they look like they're going to be about a foot tall, maybe a little taller, let's say 18 inches or so. There's going to be a lightsaber experience where again, into Star Wars, 
once you go into the uh, or Star Tours, I'm sorry, you go into the shop, you could have built your mm-hmm. own um, lightsaber. McKenna and Garrett yeah. both did that. This is something totally different. Okay, these aren't these aren't toys. These are real lightsabers that you're going to be building, and you're going to pay for it. Yeah, the local <laughs> news here was talking about how much this stuff is going to cost. It's like 160 bucks. Yeah, or something. if you want like the full lightsaber with the hilt and blade because they're separate, then I think it comes out to around 160 dollars. But the hilts are like metal, solid, heavy hilts. Like hmm. it's like the replicas that you'd see, like movie prop replica kind of hilts. So. As people who will not be paying for tickets every time we go to <laughs> Disney, maybe in the near future, I could see myself with a droid and a Sith saber. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, save your pennies. Do some chores around the house and we'll you talk about it. You save your pennies. I will save my Old pennies. man. <laughs> or maybe get a job. <laughs> I, I would love to be a friend of someone in Disney. You know that. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Another thing that you didn't bring up about the merchandise in Galaxy's Edge, like, I guess kind of building on what you said... One of the one of the things that I thought was really cool. Not only are we not going to see the word Star Wars or Disney or anything like that. That even goes down to like sponsorship stuff. So you're not going to see the words Coca Cola, right, or anything like that. I mean, yeah, you could probably find a cola esque beverage, but it's but you you're not going to be able to be like, hey, can I get a Diet Coke in Galaxy's Edge? I think that's really cool. Just part of that more immersive experience that they're trying to build. Yeah, yeah. they even have a new word for chicken, right? Yeah, it's, it's like Tim Yam or something like that. I'll, I'll get to that because we're going to talk about the food as well. But yeah, you can't get chicken in Galaxy's Edge. You can't get beef. That stuff doesn't exist. Instead, you're going to get like wampa meat, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, I so look forward to using the new word for chicken the next time I go to Chick-fil-A. They're going to be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, do what now, sir? Yeah, so um, let's get into a little more detail about the shops here. So again, Droid Depot located in the market. Inviting patrons to pick parts and pieces off a conveyor belt and build and customize their astromech droid. Droids capable of interacting with elements in the land, responding to guest behaviors. And then additional programming chips and accessories can be added to further customize their abilities. There will be pre-built droids, including C-3PO, and a Rex who will happily play whatever music you have on your smartphone through Bluetooth. Hmm. and then there's also going to be droid-inspired products and more. And then you can go over to a place called Savvy's Workshop, and that's where you're going to be able to build your lightsaber. This includes picking a kyber crystal. And this isn't just like going into a shop and like picking up your pieces and putting it all together. This is an experience. It's going to be limited to, um, I think, less than 10 people, 10, 10 or less at a time, where you go in and you actually have like you're guided through the experience. Uh, by the by, the shop owner. Yeah, they call it a guided tour. There are four options for your lightsaber. You can go Peace Justice, modeled after the Jedi from the Republic era. Power Control, a nod to the Sith. <laughs> Elemental Nature, harnessing air, earth, fire, and water. And then Defense, shrouded in mystery. If you're interested in some of these artifacts and antiques that we talked about, you can head over to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, and you'll find a selection of mysterious and rare items for sale representing different eras of the galaxy, including ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, holocrons, lightsabers, and more. And if you explore the shop's nooks and crannies, you're going to find Doc at his desk 
checking his inventory, taking calls, and barking orders at assistants. Which rem- reminds me a bit of if we want to step out of Disney for a second, you go over to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and they've got the tellers in the bank, right? They're, They're so cool. Yeah, so it'll be similar to that if, if I'm if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, uh, what you were describing definitely is checking a lot of the same boxes that Wizarding World has. Yeah. And then you go on over to the creature creature stall, and this is where you're going to find things like porgs, tauntauns, raftars, wampas, a lot of stuffed animals, um, and different you know memorabilia and collectibles that are based around the different monsters of the Star Wars universe. So a lot of really cool stuff. Um, we haven't talked yet about clothes. There's going to be two different outposts, one for the Resistance and one for the First Order. And the kinds of clothes you're going to be able to get there, again, it's not like a t-shirt that says first order rules or something like that. It's like, do you want to dress up like a first order officer? Yes. You're going to be able to get all That's that stuff. Cool. Like you're going to be able to get you the cool, like officer hats. Um, if you go to the resistance um, outpost, you're going to be able to dress up like, you know, a Jedi. And this is like movie costume worthy clothes. See, like, okay, wow, that is high-quality stuff, because you're over here describing this, and in the back of my mind, in a different part of my life, I'd like to dress up in costumes and go to conventions, and you're describing all this, I'm like, okay, cosplayers are going to be able to get all their Star Wars stuff from Galaxy's Edge, it sounds like. I wonder what would happen if you were wearing, um... Wow. Like, First Order stuff? I, I want that And you outfit. walk up to the Stormtroopers in, uh... Hollywood Studios. I was curious if there was going to be some, like, warring faction stuff. Like, in the example you just gave, if you showed up, uh, for the lack of the lack of a better term, wearing the wrong colors, yeah. so to speak, if there would be, you know, some, some hostility. Um, whenever I went up to uh, First Order Troopers and I had a uh, res- resistance shirt on, they... The um, X-Wing. Yeah, the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. They uh, they didn't like that. No, they were not happy with your shirt. <laughs> and they questioned they questioned his allegiance to the First Order. And and Garrett tried to tell them that he was on board with, with what they were doing. And they pointed at his shirt, and they're like, really? <laughs> so, You're sending big signals, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. They, I, I think it is going to be like that. From You know, we talked about the cast members. They're all going to be in uniform. They are... Citizens of Black Spire Outpost, and from what you know, from what I've read, from what I've heard, they're going to be walking the streets, interacting with people. They're going to be stormtroopers on the streets. There will probably be droids on the streets. Oh, it's going to be so cool! Yeah, I mean, you're going to feel like you're in another place. When I say you're not in Disney World anymore, you're not in Disneyland anymore. It really is going to feel like, so far from what we've heard, this is going to be the immersive experience, basically taking what Wizarding World of Harry Potter did and taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's something that we knew that Disney was going to try to rise to the challenge when Wizarding World came out. And we thought maybe Pandora was going to check that box. And it's it's good. It's close. It's a pretty immersive experience. But you still, while you're in Pandora, you know, you still feel like you're in a Disney park. It's different. You don't feel like oh, you're in Animal Kingdom completely anymore. completely different. But this is going to be, and again, I'll... Be, I'll have trouble seeing all of it through the tears in my eyes. Um, let's talk food because we love talking tasty treats. Mm-hmm. Hold up, real oh. quick. I, I know going back to something you said, I wanted to uh, uh, touch on Savvy's. That was the workshop, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can you know go through the fully interactive experience to build your lightsaber. Yep. You said it's limited to 10 to 12 people at a time. I'm curious if we're going to see our first fast pass attract or our first fast pass shop oh wow that's an interesting thought i hadn't thought about that but you're right because the demand's going to be mm-hmm. oh it might it, just be reservations it could be it reservations very, it, it definitely could be reservations because i mean if 
if they're only going to limit that to 10 to 12 people at a time, if they really want to give everybody that experience, I mean, they're only going to be able to see so many people a day. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, it could be the, like the way that they do the void. So the void, you, you sign up online and then you have a time to return. Okay. So it could be something like that. Okay. Let's talk food. You're not going to be able to go and just walk up to a stand and get a turkey leg. They don't have turkeys in Star Wars. Oh, no. No turkey You're not going to be able to get a roast duck because, like the cut line from Star Wars A New Hope, what's a duck? <laughs> they don't have these animals, right? They've got tauntauns. They've got wampas. they got kadu. they got all kinds of stuff that we don't have in our galaxy, which is weird because this was just the history of our universe, right? Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. long time ago. In a galaxy far away, but still in our universe. You're going to be able to find some really unique things, but it all sounds really good. And some of, I like the, the drinks, too, and some of these drinks have some really interesting names. So let's just kind of start walking through it. One of the first things we knew that we were going to get in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was a cantina. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a little more detail on Oga's Cantina. You're going to see blaster bolt scorched walls. <laughs> I mean, this place is going to look lived in, like Star Wars is supposed to. It's going to look like it's got stories to tell. It's got a long history. You're going to be able to get lots of interesting alcoholic beverages. Let me just give you, I don't know what's in any of these, but we can just talk about some of the names. Bespin Fizz, The Bloody Raincor, mm. which I think that's what I'm going to get. Dagobah Slug Slinger, Fuzzy Tauntaun, <laughs> Jedi Mind Trick. That's a real drink, though. Yeah, Jet Juice, The Outer Rim, Spreerin Calf, a T-16 Skyhopper, and Yub Nub. Ooh. A Yub Nub. I'm no. going to order a Yub Nub just because of the name. It's fun. <laughs> Non-alcoholic drinks include the Black Spire Brew, the Blue Bantha, Carbon Freeze, Cliff Dweller, Hyperdrive Punch It, Jabba Juice. And by the way, this was another missed opportunity here. Jabba Juice? Really? Why not Jabba Juice? Yeah, because when I hear Jabba Juice, I think of that one episode of Futurama with Slurm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I thought of job, Jamba juice. Jamba juice, yeah. Or jungle juice. <laughs> jungle juice, too. <laughs> Mugen tea and then tarine tea. And provisions include a cantina mix. Um, there is going to be a DJ. You will have recognized him. If you got to if you got to ride Star Tours before C-3PO took over the Star Speeder pilot seat. Uh, yeah, that's right. Rex is back, <laughs> and he is spinning your favorite tracks from the Star Wars galaxy as the new DJ of Oga's Cantina, DJ R3X, formerly known as Captain Rex. Oh, that's cool. We got another restaurant. Ooh. Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. This is a multi-purpose transport shuttle docked atop a large hangar for traveling food shuttles. So essentially, it's a food truck. Doesn't quote, sound fancy. Right. Um, Chef Strano, Cookie Tugs. Has, he's converted his modified Siener Chal Oltel Pedit what? Utilipeta transport Nailed into it. a popular mobile kitchen and transport or restaurant. Oh, his, pop words. His travel across the galaxy allowed him to fill his pantry with exotic ingredients, and he's proud to present Tugs Grub, a traveling diner for diners traveling. A traveling uh, diner for diners traveling. Non alcoholic beverages include the Fatro and Moof Juice. Wait, wow. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. One more time. Fatro and Moof Juice. Fantastic. I love the Moof Juice. While entrees included the braised shock roast featuring, Ooh. this is beef pot roast with cavatelli pasta, kale, mm. and mushrooms. Mm. The fried Indorian tip yip. That's chicken. 
Felution Garden Spread, which is actually a plant-based, quote-unquote, meatball dish with herb hummus and tomato cucumber relish. Herb? Herb. 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 With pita bread. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from England, guys. Herb. The Athorian Garden Loaf, which is meatless meatloaf. Um, smoked caddo ribs featuring uh, sticky pork ribs with blueberry corn muffin and cabbage Ooh. slaw. Okay. Burra fish, which is a Dijon-crusted sustainable fish. And oven roasted tip yip, that's roasted chicken. I'm just trying to see. Oh, here we go. Yob shrimp noodle salad. And what do you think the meat is there? Shrimp. You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a noodle salad with chilled shrimp. Dessert options include raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse and a chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. They sound good. Yeah. I'm on board. This is one of my favorites, though. Head on over to Ronto's Roasters, where a large pod racing engine will be firing up a barbecue pit <laughs> oh, yeah. for mouth-watering sandwiches. Fantastic. We found space rednecks. Yep. <laughs> I love space rednecks. <laughs> um, you're going to be able to get turkey jerky, Milo Run juice, a Ronto wrap filled with spice grilled sausage and roasted pork. The Ronto wrap, if you look at the pictures, it basically looks like they took a sausage and laid it in like a pita bread and folded it in half. I'd eat it. It's yeah. a fancy hot dog. It's a fancy hot dog. <laughs> wow, we really did find space rednecks. Yeah. And their, their non-alcoholic drinks include the Sour Sarlacc and Tatooine Sunset. Tatooine Sunset sounds interesting. Well... No drink list would be complete in a Star Wars universe without blue milk. There it is. I was waiting for it. So there will be a milk stand that offers two local favorites, blue milk from A New Hope and then green milk from The Last Jedi, which we got to see Luke harvest himself. Yeah, which was disgusting. (laughs) And one of the most delicious scenes in all of Star Wars. Yep. It looked great. It looked, it looked very so satisfying. Fat. I don't want to drink green milk. <laughs> and I love it when it made eye contact with Ray. It's like, huh? You going to get in on this? <laughs> you getting in on this, Ray? And <laughs> be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that's that's all the drinks. There's going to be um, a popcorn snack uh, cart as well with savory, spicy, and sweet flavors. Spicy popcorn. Yeah. So one of the cool things, if you look at the pictures of the drinks, a lot of them are very uh, smoky. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of smoky stuff coming mm-hmm. out of these drinks. Carbon freeze, I'm guessing, is just smoke. It could be just smoke. One of my observations about the blue and green milk, by the way, is that it looks to me like these are the kind of cups that get filled from the bottom. It's almost like they get screwed in and then they're filled up from the bottom, which would be really cool to see. The other thing I learned is that both the blue and green milk are going to be non-dairy. Oh, wait, what? So they're soy? They're they're veggie-based Okay. so that everybody can enjoy them. Hmm. I enjoy that. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So everybody can get their blue and green milk on. So, uh, yeah, guys, food, merchandise, just based on that. And we're going to go to the rides next. But just based on that, even if there were no rides in this land, I'm all in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just running around. (laughs) (laughs) But but it sounds like it's going to be super expensive in there. Yeah, you're going to feel like you're not in a Walt Disney World park, but I guarantee you're (laughs) going to definitely feel like you're paying Walt Disney prices. Your wallet's going to know where you're at. (laughs) But at the same time, if I can get a, if I can pay $160 to $175 for a, for a screen accurate lightsaber replica. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I want a droid. I want a droid too. I need to get a job now (laughs) so I can get a droid and a saber and dress up like a first order a first officer. Order officer. They don't so, carry lightsabers, by the I way. I don't care. I'm a Jedi in disguise. <laughs> I, I wonder how the, the C-3PO droid would get around. Would it just, like, walk? Would it have, I'm not I sure. have so many questions. Yeah. No, there are definitely questions, yeah. And 
But yeah, I mean, like you talk about you want a job. I feel like you're going to need to get a couple jobs for all of the stuff. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll work through college. There you go. Oh, you're definitely going to have to work through college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cantina needs some dancers. You can dance your way I through college. I will not dance Wait my way through college. <laughs> this is just a turn. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I will not be dancing my way through college. <laughs> I mean, uh, I did it. It wasn't that bad. Wait, sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's why Landon had to go to a discount university. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to MTSU. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, what was uh, from the the shops, the merchandise, the food? What jumped out to you? Anything in particular? Yeah, I know you said the droid. All of it. Make sure you say it into the mic so everybody can. Hear I you. want. I want. I want to visit all of the stuff. Yeah. Get a job then. I I do want a droid because it would be very cute. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you'd be uh, your interest would be piqued by the the creature cart or the you know learning you can get the plushies like get you a wampa plushie or something or a tauntaun that doesn't move around it right? doesn't move around but you <laughs> interact be, with stuff you like plushies can I get a yellow droid probably oh yeah arts. yellow time yep. are we ready to talk attractions yes <laughs> okay if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. Like, give us like five, five minutes, five, ten minutes here, because you may want to hear it, though. I don't know if you want to wait. <laughs> the stuff that we learned, this is great. All right, so we know we're getting two attractions, right? Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and then the Rise of the Resistance. Both of them sound like experiences we've never had in a Walt Disney World park. First of all, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Here's some things that we learned about it. There's going to be, a, you know, of course there's going to be fast pass. There's going to be standby. Once you get to the front, you're going to get boarding passes. And they, they hand them out so that you're in a group of six. Because once you get into the Millennium Falcon cockpit, there are six people that participate. Two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. And everybody has a role to play. But after you get your boarding pass, you go to a secondary waiting area inside the Millennium Falcon. Mm. In the general, like, cabin area of the Falcon, the part you've seen where Luke was learning his his first steps into a larger galaxy, where he learned how to use his saber and feel the Force, where Han sat and talked about how much he didn't believe in any of this mumbo-jumbo until The Force Awakens, and then he said it was all true, all of it. We saw Chewie playing R2-D2 at the holochess table. Let the Wookiee win. You're going to be able to walk around and interact with the freaking Millennium Falcon. I wonder if we're going to have access to Lando's cape closet. Ooh, oh, I really hope we do. <laughs> I really, really hope we do. And hopefully all the capes are still there. All right, so once your uh, boarding pass is called, your group of six will go down a hallway and enter the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And at this point, you will be put on a mission, a smuggling mission, that is totally dependent on whether or not your crew does what they need to do to successfully complete the mission. And you want to talk about rewritability. I want to be a pilot. I want to be a gunner. And I want to be an engineer. I want to try all three of the roles. And your success or failure on your smuggler's run mission is going to basically give you like street cred. And it's going to affect how people interact with you in the Galaxy's Edge universe. So first of all, that's amazing, right? I mean, again... I'm going to be crying big man baby tears (laughs) the whole time. The second attraction, and this is the one I was more skeptical about because it sounded like it was going to be kind of like a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin kind of shooter game. No, 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 no. I had no idea what I was talking about. 
Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. According to the D23 article, one of the most advanced and immersive experiences ever undertaken by Walt Disney Imagineering. As new Resistance recruits, guests will join a climactic battle against the First Order, including a run-in with Kylo Ren. The journey will take them inside a full-size starship aboard a nearby Star Destroyer. Disney Imagineers worked with Lucasfilm as well as directors and producers J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson to maximize the experience. It's more than just a ride. It's a cinematic, immersive experience. Apparently, this is like one of the most complex things that they've ever done. And they tried to make it like frame by frame accurate with things that we've seen in movies. And here's here's the gist. You need to go and check out the animatronic that they built. It's a guy that you're going to in- interact with in the first part of it. Like He's hanging out in his workshop and he's kind of giving you the details about what's going to happen. It just looks like a dude in in a co- like a dude in a costume, and it's it's very very detailed animatronic. They're calling it the second most advanced animatronic because I think the first is the shaman on the Navi River Journey, but this one looks pretty darn good. So what's going to happen is you're going to first board a transport that's supposed to be helping you kind of like escape this battle, right? So. You board a transport, and then you get sucked into a tractor beam on a Star Destroyer. Once you get into the bay, you have to step out of this transport, and you are going to be in the Star Destroyer. Wow. And there are stormtroopers everywhere. There's TIE fighters that are on the wall. Like, apparently there will be some, like, stormtroopers that are, like, animatronic moving around, but a lot of them are going to kind of be static. From there... That's when you actually have to, like, fight your way out of the Star Destroyer. You board a second ride that's a trackless kind of ride vehicle, and that's where you start, like, like shooting at stuff. You're going to have interactions with Poe, with Rey, BB-8, and Kylo Ren, all in this ride. Oh, and, of course, man. you're going to be encountering AT-ATs. I, re- I really so want to encounter those. That, I'm so excited. Like, if, if they had just stopped with the Millennium Falcon ride, that would have been plenty. But, I mean... Is it blasphemous to say I might be looking more forward to this than the Millennium Falcon ride? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And again, you're going to get your money's worth with this. Okay, sure, you're probably going to have to wait two days before you get on the ride. <laughs> but it's a it's basically a 30-minute attraction. I just can't. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I cannot wait. Hey, Disney, if you need anyone to play a first-order guard in your cool, fun ride that I want to see, uh, hit me up. <laughs> That's really kind of... Uh, the rundown. I mean, I know, I know this was pretty thorough and detailed, but like, how are we feeling now? Hearing the latest news on Galaxy's Edge, excitement even higher than yes, before. Thrilled. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Though I am curious, what do you think wampa meat tastes like? Mm, I bet it's gamey. I, I was thinking that tough. too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have a wampa farm where they fatten them up. I bet Tauntaun meat's pretty good. I could see that. I could see Tauntaun meat being greasy. I would only eat Tauntaun meat if it was free range Tauntaun. Free range Tauntaun. <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Garrett, Star Wars quote. Hi, what's a duck? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, are you going to go ahead and start standing in line for us? Um, we know that Galaxy's Edge is, is opening in Disney World late fall of this year, which means December. So, uh, can you go get lined up, please? You know, I saw a meme circling around on um, social media, and it has a picture of the Welcome to Florida sign and a Disney cast member holding a sign that says, Galaxy Edge, mine starts here, you know? And I was like, that's so accurate. I'm going to have to leave the state and re-enter to make it over to Galaxy's Edge. You're going to have to start lining up somewhere in South Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that kind of covers it. Any last thoughts on Galaxy's Edge before we wrap up this discussion? May I scream into the microphone with excitement? Yeah, back up a little bit, and then you can do it. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe not. Okay. I'm going to blast. <laughs> um, sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. I want to go to there. Yeah, I want to go to there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Boomhauer. All right. Hey, I'm not feeling well right now, so... <laughs> and we appreciate you playing through the illness. We do, we do. <laughs> Toughen it out. All right, well, we're going to take a break, but don't go away, because coming up in segment number two today, our second and final segment for today, we are jumping in to the March Madness that is consuming all of your favorite podcasts. All of them. It's, it's eating us up, too. Every we're, one of listen, them. Listen, we're doing it. Uh, because you know what? We're doing it our way, and uh, we're going to do it a little different. We hope you enjoy it. We're going to have some fun with this. Stay tuned to find out the details. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we told you at the beginning of the show that this is our first episode of March, and we can't help it. I mean, with all the different contagious diseases out there, March Madness comes for all of us at some point. Boo. Uh, <laughs> and it's covered by nobody's health insurance either. It's weird. Yeah, it's true. There's there's no cure for it other than to fill out a bracket. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then and then hopefully you know that solves your your fever for March Madness and more cowbell. Mm-hmm. Never forget more cowbell. <laughs> you know, lots of podcasts out there doing bracketology. They're doing bracket <laughs> challenges, and we acknowledge that we're not the first. We won't be the last. But you know what? We're going to do our own thing. This was something that we had talked about when we were planning out episodes months ago. Yeah, so back off, everybody. And uh, and so we're <laughs> yeah. Don't don't add us. Actually, you can add us if you want to. Actually, please add. Please us. Add, add us, us, but in a pleasant way. Well, you know, whatever way you want to. Or send know. all hate mail to land and at Gmail. Are we still do? Wait, that's a different podcast. <laughs> add us, but you have to say oh 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 oh, so we know it's a kind way. I don't know what that means. What? It's okay. You're old. Okay. Not as old as Frank. Yeah. Oh, got him. <laughs> In your face, Frank. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, okay, so as we get into this, I do want to say Dillo's Diz, Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, they rolled out a bracket challenge that they're doing for the month of March. Very ambitious. They've got 64 entries into the bracketology. Very ambitious. And, and, it's, and it's kind of like covering the entire scope of Disney. You've got park rides, you've got movies, music, and TV shows. It's exciting, it's interesting, and it's a little different spin. So, shout out to them. He also created one of the most ridiculous hashtags that I've ever seen for anything. And that's saying something. Twitter's had a ton of ridiculous ha- hashtags. But this one's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I love it, and I, I encourage them to stick to it, because they wanted to go with something maybe a little shorter and sweeter. I was like, no, you stick to that hashtag. <laughs> you have to stick to it. What is it? Uh, look it up on Dillo's Diz, at Dillo's Diz on Twitter. 
Oh, I'm gonna make my own crazier hashtag. Well, we're gonna come up with one for ours too, and I've got an idea, and we'll we'll talk about it in just a minute. But here's the deal: our bracket challenge is going to be based on Walt Disney World rides and attractions. And what I tried to do was pick eight from each of the theme parks, and then create regions based on the parks. So there will be a champion from each park, and then that will determine our final four, and then those will go up against each other to determine the ultimate champion in this March Madness challenge. Here's what I'm going to do. Today, we're revealing the brackets. On uh, sometime Monday afternoon, I will post the brackets on our Twitter account. You can download them. If you'd like me to send you one, uh, just email mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. Here's what you can do with your bracket. If you fill it out, try your best to guess who's going to win all these matchups, who's going to be in the final four, who's going to be the ultimate champion. If there's a perfect bracket, you will win a prize. A yet-to-be-determined prize, but it will be something exclusive from the parks. Sam is going to pick something up that you can't get outside the parks, maybe from Flower and Garden at Epcot, because that's a limited prize, limited and exclusive. And if there are multiple winners, we're just going to do a drawing to select the ultimate winner. Ooh, who do I get to draw? But we're talking about, I'll probably do like a random number generator or something. Oh, you want to actually (laughs) draw somebody, sorry. Paint me like one of your girls. (laughs) We can make a video, a quick um, Twitter video of McKenna pulling from something. She actually want. wants to draw something. Yeah, it's a joke, guys. It's, and I, and none of us got um, it. R slash okay, whoosh. No, Dang it, I was going to say that. R slash whoosh. You so, stole it from me. I don't know what that means Man, either. these kids with their lingo over here, I feel un- uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> hopefully our younger demographic. You guys don't, don't get that one. R slash whoosh. R slash whoosh. I don't know what that is. Dinosaurs. We don't go on Reddit anymore. You're dinosaurs. The only... Wait, no, never mind. Yeah. 30-year-olds definitely still go on Reddit. Well... R slash whoosh. All I I, do is work and sleep, so I don't know. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Get us back on track. Fill out a perfect bracket. You could win a prize. The prize will be a chicken nugget. What I'd like you to do is post your bracket on Twitter... And use our hashtag Monday Morning Monorail Mega March Madness Matchup or hashtag Mmm. No. <laughs> I, I, oh, I've definitely got a better hashtag than that. Man. That's it. That's the hashtag. Seven I- seven M's. <laughs> hashtag Mmm. Now, now, when you say seven M's, it's not the number seven then M. No, it's, it's seven, seven M's. It's hashtag M M M M M M M. Easy to remember. Is it? You just don't know when to start and when to stop. Exactly. Just it's kind of like hashtag and just hold down your M button. It's like trying to spell banana. B A N A N A S. That's bananas. Yeah, I was gonna say I only know how to do that because of Gwen Stefani. Well, Dimitri Martin has a good joke about that, and that's what I was referring to. It can trick you. Well, R slash Woosh. Did I do it right? <laughs> good job, old man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. No further delay. Let us reveal our brackets. We're gonna start. With the Magic Kingdom region. It's the Magic Kingdom, baby! Oh, baby! Now, this one was very difficult to come up with eight. So, Magic Kingdom actually has 12. So, there will be four buys for the top four seeds for Magic Kingdom. Okay. So, here's the bracket. Do you want me to go, like, one through 12 and tell you the seeding, or do you want me to tell you matchups? How should I do it? Matchups. Okay. Does that sound good to everybody? I'm cool with it. Okay. So, in the first round... Seed number eight will take on seed number nine to play the number one overall seed in the second round. Uh, but the first matchup, eight versus nine, is Jungle Cruise versus Enchanted Tiki Room. <laughs> Jungle Cruise is an eight? Yeah, just wait. You're going to hear Oh, it. my God. 
<laughs> in the five twelve matchup, we've got Big Thunder Mountain versus It's a Small World. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, seven versus ten. Carousel of Progress versus Peter Pan's Flight. But Carousel of Progress is so much fun. Yep. Don't reveal your choices. Oh, okay. I do not choose that one. <laughs> In the, in the 6 versus 11 matchup, TTA People Mover, by the way, the sixth seed, you're welcome, versus Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think that's a good matchup, personally. Wow, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. a strong matchup. Uh, kind, of, kind of a low seed for the uh, Seven Dwarfs, if I'm being honest. And I will say that the seeding was totally based on my opinion. Okay. And it really came down to, I enjoy the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but... I, the the weight usually is too much for me to justify waiting on that ride anymore. Okay. It's a little short. It's a ride. little bit short. My favorite part is going through the mine when you see the animatronics of the dwarves, and then the very end where you get to the see house. the yeah, yeah the house and the evil queen and stuff. That all that stuff is cool, but the overall ride it's just it's an okay roller coaster. Okay, so that's why it's an eleven for me. Well, I I appreciate the committee explaining their placement. You're welcome. All right, when we move on to round two. Haunted Mansion is the number one overall for Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And it will face the winner of the 8-9 matchup, which is Jungle Cruise Tiki Room. Wow. That's going to be ooh, that's gonna be an interesting matchup in round two. Yep. Number four, Splash Mountain, gets a first round bye, and it will face off against either Big Thunder Mountain or It's a Small World. That could be really interesting. Wow. Too. Yeah. We're either going to see the mountain matchup or we're going to see two of the, uh, I guess, iconic Magic yeah. Kingdom uh, facing off against each other in round two. That's right. Uh, number two overall seed, Pirates of the Caribbean. And they will face the winner of Carousel of Progress or Peter Pan's Flight. Okay. Yep, in that 7-10. And then the final top four is number three, Space Mountain. And they will face the TTA People Mover or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. There you go. That is your Magic Kingdom region. Make your selections now. That's a loaded bracket. Yeah. It really is. And by the way, initially I had 16 on this list and I ended up cutting four off. So, cause I included things like Dumbo. I included, uh, the country bear jamboree because, and while people say, okay, country bear jamboree, does that belong? I, I honestly think it does. I love the country bear jamboree and it's but, a bunch of hillbilly bears. Getting right. It down. makes us feel at home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Play Rocky top. They're going buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for the Epcot bracket. Are you ready? No. See Epcot bracket, baby. <laughs> Picnic basket. Okay, no buys in this. I actually came up with a top eight, and uh, so our first round matchup is number one versus number eight. Number one overall seed in Epcot, Spaceship Earth versus number eight, Mission Space. Ooh, okay. Yeah, space matchup. That's right. Space Jam. We'll call that one Space Jam. Does this also star LeBron James, <laughs> Michael Jordan, <laughs> and Bill Murray? And Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, what was Bill Murray doing? In it? Sorry, never mind. <laughs> and Newman. Oh, um, yeah, he was in it. That's like a 90-minute shoe commercial. You it really, really was. Sorry, please get us back on track. Okay. The next matchup is number four, Soren versus number five, Living with the Land. I already have I have Which my is picks. cool because I, I like this one opinion. because it's a land pavilion face-off. Wow. So that's pretty cool. It's it's almost like their own little region oh. in the land pavilion. Fighting out of the land pavilion. <laughs> um, but number two seed, then the next matchup, number two is Test Track versus number seven, Journey into Imagination. Okay. Which is going to be very difficult for me to pick, by the way. I, I have no idea what direction I'm going to go with that one yet. And then... Rounding out your Epcot bracket, the number three seed, Frozen Ever After, faces off with number six, 
Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Caballeros. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Two boat rides. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's the connection there. Test track and journey into imagination have no no connection. I can't <laughs> I can't come up with a good connection, other than neon neon colors. Neon. There we go. Yep, that's Let, the neon matchup. Playing out of the neon bracket. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I'm gonna do Hollywood Studios next. It's the Hollywood Studio bracket, baby. <laughs> Anybody? Can Can you guess the number one overall seed? Garrett's looking at it. Don't guess. Yeah, I, I can guess terror. Yep. You got it right. You oh, it. cool. Oh, I thought it was the, that, that one Hollywood uh, limo thing that everybody loves so much. <laughs> oh, the, no? No. No, it wasn't that thing. <laughs> oh, the the rock and roller coaster? I, no, rock and roller coaster is legit. I'm, it, I'm making a bad Disney joke. Don't worry about it. Uh, it was a really bad ride. Don't worry about it. R slash whoosh. Um, in the, in the yeah. first matchup, we've got number one, Tower of Terror, facing off. And by the way... This one doesn't fit with anything else I picked, but for Hollywood Studios, there were only seven rides. So I had to throw one in here that doesn't really fit with the rest of them, but I think this was a good pick. Are we going to be able to figure out which one of these things is not like the other? Yeah. Okay. Number eight, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Oh, well, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the reason I decided to put it in here is because it's, it takes up a pretty significant footprint in the Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. It's been there forever. It's, I mean... It's something that I think when you think about Hollywood Studios, you think Indiana Jones because this ride uh, or this, sorry, this attraction, this show has kind of been a staple there. It's been a, you know, a stalwart. Mm-hmm. So and plus it's perfect to uh, wait out a rainstorm. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, I don't know what could, well, I don't know if there's a connection between those two. I don't think so. So <laughs> we'll just move on. In the four versus five matchup, we have Muppet Vision 3D in the four spot facing off against Star Tours. The adventure continues. Wow. Oh, no. Why oh would boy. you do that to me? There's going to be a podcast divided in that match. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that one. That <laughs> That's hard. Oh, man. I have a statement to make. Should you save it for next week? Oh, I do. Stop I bullying. Okay. That's, that's my statement. To Stop me. bullying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we got a connection with this next one. In the two versus seven matchup, Slinky Dog Dash will face off against Alien Swirling Saucers. Mm. Toy Story fair. matchup. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. And then in the three versus six, Toy Story Mania versus the Rock and Roller Coaster. Wait. Ooh. I know why I pick there wow. just because hmm? of uh, personal experience. bias. Well, yeah. keep that. Spoiler alert. That's, Keep it to yourself. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I could see whoever comes out of that matchup could throw the rest of that bracket into just complete chaos. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the stinky leg on all of you during this. <laughs> so, something to look forward to, guys. Kevin's going to do the stinky leg. I don't, oh, I don't like that threat very much. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> all right. And now, fighting out of the Animal Kingdom region. It's the Animal Kingdom bracket, baby! <laughs> number one versus number eight. Expedition Everest versus Primeval World. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that was and, a And, uh, yeah. Oh, we wait for the laughter to die down on that one. Sorry, I, this one actually had eight rides, but in order to do eight rides, I had to do Primeval World. Yeah. Pulling it back together. In the four versus five, the Navi River Journey will face off against Dinosaur. Okay. I don't know what Dinosaur is. We went on, it's the one with the dinosaurs on it. They like, (laughs) (laughs) like the only one. (laughs) It's extremely obvious. (laughs) 
Well, we're done. Good night, folks. <laughs> we're not. Back. Sadly, that actually helped me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. Oh my god, Woo. that was awesome. Woo. You guys are funny. Garrett it's wins the podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett's deadpan delivery always helps his his uh, humor. Um, uh. Two versus seven. This is another laugher. Avatar Flight of Passage takes on Kali River Rapids. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Waka waka. Yeah. That one's so hard. And then uh, this one may sound like a no-brainer, but I don't know if it is. Number three, Kilimanjaro Safari will take on number six. It's tough to be a bug. Oh, no. I love... Mm. That one's really no, hard for me. wait. Why... Wow! Yeah, man, I have some. I have so. I should just do one where it's my opinion, and no one else gets to talk. <laughs> so you're saying you're going to do your own spinoff podcast? Weren't my you already going to do opinion. a thing where you rated things? What do you mean? Oh, oh, on the tweeter. Yeah. Ah, uh, once I have my rating system up, you guys better watch out. I'm coming for you. You just share a bunch of your opinions all the time. Yeah. You do that anyway. I don't care. That's <laughs> you don't, you ten don't out of to, ten. I do not. You don't care. need to create a Twitter or YouTube for it. You do it in real time, in real life. Ha, but not everyone gets to hear it. Excuse me, old man. They call that IRL. Oh, yeah. IRL. Am so, I right, kids? Hashtag swoosh. Thank you. Wait, that's not what it was. R slash R slash swoosh. Hashtag swoosh is a Nike thing, because, I guess. Because whoosh is the sound of the joke as it goes over your head. Oh. R slash whoosh. So that, that was one. like that, that's like uh, that's R slash whoosh went R slash whoosh. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The the joke of the name went over your head. I know. Nothing. That just made it not head. funny by over explaining everything. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate You're your welcome. support. Sad. Yeah, no problem. Meme explained. <laughs> well, so there you have it. There's our brackets. Wow. Um, it's I think it's gonna be fun. Lots of debates. We next week when we actually reveal our picks, here's here's what we're gonna do. Next week we'll do the round of thirty two. Round of sixteen the following, and then eight four in championship in the last one. Because that, that rounds out to about the same level of content for okay. the last two. All right. And uh if Listeners want to submit their bracket for the prize, uh, yet-to-be-named prize. When do you need to have those brackets in? So I considered making the deadline the 15th, which would allow you to hear our picks for the round of 32. But here's what I'm going to say instead, because I think if you get past the round of 32, that's where all the chaos happens, mm-hmm. usually, yep. in the round of 32. And then think, like, sometimes you get some Cinderella's, appropriate for Disney, and the Sweet 16 that move on. But I'm going to say I need your picks by Sunday, March the 10th. And it can be by midnight. That's fine. Just before I drop episode 47 of the podcast where we do the round of 32, submit your picks. You can send them to me at mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can tweet them. I would really like you to tweet them. Don't forget the hashtag. Mmm. Because your picks are delicious. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Monday morning monorail mega March madness matchup. You put a lot of thought into this. I just hey listen, I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut in in theme park Thursday, <laughs> in no. theme park Thursday's no. world. And uh, I thought we were trying to keep this G. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> You're the one who said it aloud. We all remember what song that was in, too. So. Uh, I don't. 
big butts. We just know. Oh, I do know that one. <laughs> we just know. <laughs> we know the memes. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm not gonna take it back. I'm not. It's I'm, I'm running with it. We're going. We're going with it. Hey, it's your podcast. You can do what you want. Yeah. So, um, I want. I'm excited to see your picks. I understand you probably have multiple brackets out there you're filling out, but hey, no, hey, why not throw another one in there? Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to hurt anything, and you've got a chance to win a fabulous yet to be named prize. Maybe we'll be able to announce I that next week. It. It's a chicken nugget. A single oh, chicken nugget. A single chicken nugget. I could probably, we could probably make that happen as long as you promise not to eat it. Yeah, in fact, we would probably need something for you to sign saying you will not eat it. And if you do, we're not being held responsible. Right. Hey, that reminds me while we're wrapping up the show today, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, a lot of podcasts have kind of nicknames for their listeners. I really would like to have an official nickname as we continue to grow the podcast. Interactions on Twitter are picking up. People are emailing us they're not calling the voicemail but things are happening we're getting a loyal fan base and i feel like they deserve a nickname unofficially i think in the past i've called them monorail riders it should be passengers or monorail passengers just call them passengers the passengers but i want to submit that we need something that's a little more proprietary for this podcast and i kind of think maybe something like nugget nation Oh my god. Would work really well. It, does, it needs to be alliteration. Yeah, Nugget Nation. We love the alliteration. Ladies love alliteration, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, tell us what you think. Do you all want to become members of the Nug Nation? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's going to be on a t-shirt too, by the way. And you, my friend, are the godfather of Chicken Nugget. So unofficially, you're going to be the godfather of all of Nug Nation. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to see the appeal in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only so. because you have power, you fool. Exactly. I'm going to make them enough that they can't refuse. I have, <laughs> I have the ultimate power since I am the original chicken nugget. I'm going to offer you some you're, of those 23 sauces down at the chicken guy. You're like the consigliere for Godfather of Chicken Nugget over here because you're the original. The OG. The OG nug. OG chicken nugget. The OG chicken. In- Please end this before we go Okay. Further. The All G right. in OG stands for nugget. So next week what? we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have more people as part of the monorail, and we're going to try to... We're definitely going to have fun with, with this. I mean, I hope you enjoy listening to it. For the month of March, we're putting off M34D because I'm trying to make these shows not like um, War and Peace or trying to watch Titanic. or like I, I'm trying to make them consumable, and there's going to be... you know We want to talk about news in the first portion, and then we're going to do the March Madness. Once we get into April... Things will start to get more back to regular schedule because you know how I am. I'm a bit OCD when it comes to this stuff. I've been very uneasy about the fact that we haven't been sticking to format, but I'm going with it. Embrace it. We had a very, very good reaction to the uh, first annual Mouseker Awards, by the way. Lots of great feedback. And next year, so it's already decided. We have to do it again next year. We're going to do it bigger and better. In fact... We're working on a little deal where Jen and Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz may very well do a red carpet pre-show. Oh, wow. Before the Mouskers next year. (laughs) They're going to tell us what everybody's wearing, which is perfect for a visual uh, or an audio format. (laughs) Yeah. We need somebody to describe the 17 costume changes I went through. Yeah. And it'll be a lot of fun. Interviews with the presenters, interviews with the nominees. We'll do all kinds of fun stuff. Wait, we're going to interview attractions? Yeah. Can I wear a ball gown, but like put a sweatshirt over it? Sure. Yes. And your I'm, sneakers. I'm about, to, I'm about to create these images. You'll never get out of your mind. 
By the way, kind of like just... the Momo challenge. Oh, boo! Sorry, <laughs> topical. Now I can put it in the description, and we're gonna go viral. Hashtag right? Momo, right? <laughs> by, the, by the way, off topic. The G and OG stands for Garrett. I just needed oh, okay. to correct that. Original, original Garrett. Garrett. I like that. Mm-hmm. I am the original Garrett. No, you're not. That baseball player is who? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've told you before, Garrett, that I was inspired by a baseball player from a team I'd never have followed, but I just liked his name. He spells it differently, though. You were inspired. Can you guess? By airport security. Former Anaheim Angel. No, no. Yes, I know that they make x-ray wands and stuff like that. Yeah, it says Garrett on it. I'm letting Landon think about this for a minute because there's a chance he Garrett Anderson? Nailed it. Whoa! Look at that. Yeah. Is that my real father? (laughs) Negative. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. We're wrapping up for today. So let's do some a quick round of plugs here. We've got uh, Landon, and he's going to tell you how you can follow him on Twitter. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landon, Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon, Landon Doan. Doan. Not the rest. And we'll figure out a... <laughs> Another we, verse. We really need yeah, to. We keep saying that, but we never do. Uh, I also own a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips, sit on your butt munch. That's where you can find the exclusively posted Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, where myself and Hunter East break down each episode of HBO's award-winning series Game of Thrones. We do have a complete run of Season 7, so if you need a primer before Season 8 comes back, be sure to give that a listen. Uh, also available at buttmunchchips.com is the newly recorded R&D project or R&D podcast. We still haven't really landed on a name, but it's going to be R&D feature myself and Will Rab, we're talking about just a plethora of stuff that comes into our mind and comes up in the news. So if you want to listen to that, also available at buttmanships.com and maybe the iTunes store? I don't know. We'll figure something out. But yeah, buttmanships.com. Nice. Um, at Gummy Bear King 2 is where I am, and uh, there's a link to my YouTube channel there. So Yeah, that's the best way to find the YouTube for, yeah, for Mr. It, it Gummy It doesn't Bear. show up when you search it. I don't know why. It's the only one called that. But Garrett, it maybe G stands for Original Gummy. Uh, yeah. OG. Yeah. Well, I'm not the first. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah, you're there's not the, there's a YouTuber well, Technically, you're Gummy. not the first Garrett, but you claim that. Well, I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> McKenna, you have anything to plug? Oh, hello. You guys can join my loyal following in my not a cult. I swear. It's cool. We don't believe you. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cult, but you should come and visit. It's a lot of fun. I swear. Okay, cool. That's all I have to say. Hashtag. Hashtag join my cult. No. No, it's not a cult. (laughs) (laughs) You just ah, gotcha. Busted. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was giving you the opportunity to continue the momentum on the rescue efforts here. Oh, hashtag save the Muppets. There you go. Hashtag save the Muppets. No. If any of you disappoint me in this bracket, you will face my wrath. Wrath. I'm not scared of you. You better be. I'm terrified. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty scared. Sam, you want to plug your Twitter or anything else? Um, Only follow me if you're going to come to Orlando and you want to invite me along and pay for my food. <laughs> oh, okay. That seems fair. So, so right now, like this, this, uh, this is retroactive agreement. If anyone's followed you to this point, they have agreed that they are going to invite you out and pay for your food, right? Exactly. Okay. And, and if you do that, 
I'll I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Well, I'm at the Crutes. That's C R E U T Z on the Twitter. We will see you next week. Bye bye. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>